Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 33rd episode of Status Post Adulting, where we're going to be talking about satisfiers versus maximizers. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. A lot has happened since our last episode with Andrew Johnson. First, Andrew Johnson was amazing to talk to, such a lovely person. So if you haven't had a chance, definitely go back and listen to the last episode. We also went to Seattle for our friend Nahid's birthday. Happy birthday, Nahid! And welcome any new listeners that we met in Seattle. We're so excited to have you here. And then outside of that, this past weekend, I went on a girls trip with two of my really good friends. We went hiking. We stayed in this beautiful Airbnb up north. I went stand-up paddleboarding for the first time. Overall, really, really fun experience and a lovely way to tie up some of the travel that we've been doing. Yeah, Michelle. And exciting news, we are ranking in podcasts in Uganda. So thank you all to our Ugandan listeners. We love Uganda. We got to go there before the pandemic hit, and we're so grateful to that. And our friend Marina for hosting us. And we are so pleased to have so many listeners in such a wonderful country. I totally agree, Sammy. And if you're listening, Uganda, keep telling your friends because we are super excited. So thank you all for listening. And no matter where you are, we'd love for you to share status post adulting with your friends. Recently, so many people have told us about how they've been listening to different episodes and talking about the topics with their friends and families, which is really, really exciting and definitely helps us build our community as well. Michelle is absolutely right. We love growing the status post adulting community, so please share. Today, we're going to be talking about satisfiers versus maximizers. Yes, Amy. I recently picked up Paradox of Choice, Why More is Less by Barry Schwartz, because I heard of this concept, satisfizers and maximizers, and wanted to learn more. It was something that Sammy and I dug a little bit more into, and we thought it would be a great topic to speak a little bit more about, because knowing the difference between satisfizers and maximizers really helped me identify places and opportunities for improvement within myself. When Michelle first presented this topic to me, she told me that she thought I was a satisfier over a maximizer, which I didn't like the sound of that. Turns out it's not such a bad thing. But how about you define those for us, Michelle? Of course, Sammy. So the reason Barry Schwartz introduces this concept of satisfizers and maximizers is around the agency of choice. He's basically taking a look at whether having more options is actually better for us as individuals and as a community. Specifically, with satisfizers and maximizers, maximizers are people who investigate every single option and are always trying to make the best choice. Satisfizers searches for an item or makes a choice 
that meets a certain standard for them, and then they stop. Excellent definition, Michelle. And if you're like me, you might think that being a maximizer would be great. You go through all the options, you're certainly more likely to find the best possible choice. However, people who are maximizers are often not as happy with their choice and oftentimes have buyer's remorse for the decision that they made. Exactly, Sammy. What happens is in a world where we have so many different options for so many different things, the truth is, is that it's hard to know if you're actually making the quote-unquote best choice. It's very likely that something else will pop up and suddenly you'll realize that you didn't make the best choice because XYZ item, decision, whatever it is, is marginally better. And that can trigger remorse or regret. And that is why when Michelle called me a satisfier, she actually meant it as a compliment. I'm not gonna lie, when she first said it, I thought she was calling me a bit simple. You know, someone who doesn't think through all the options and just makes rash decisions. But really, she was trying to say, I don't overthink things. Exactly. And so it's probably pretty evident at this point. Sammy is a satisfier most of the time, and I definitely self-identify as a maximizer. Sammy, satisfier, Michelle, maximizer. Hmm. S&M. How convenient and easy to remember. It is, honestly. I think a great example of me being a maximizer is recently my favorite brand of sunscreen that I absolutely love is discontinued. I can't find it anywhere. I've looked on the sunscreen black market. It's gone. This meant I had to go on a search for a new sunscreen. I put together a whole spreadsheet. I started putting together all these different options and different things to look for. I was watching all of these YouTube videos. And do you know, Sammy, what was the number one determinant of which sunscreen I chose? Which one was actually available? The one that was available. I looked at four different ones in the end, couldn't find them. And actually, you said, hey, how about we just buy this one on Amazon right now? And that's the sunscreen I'm using. And it's great. It is true. Michelle did make a spreadsheet, which she shared with me. And it was quite complicated. It had factors that I had never considered in sunscreen. Don't worry, guys. I will definitely link in the show notes in case you're wondering what type of sunscreen to look for. I choose the one that smells good. And we can all be satisfiers or maximizers in different aspects of our lives. I would say the category that I am the biggest satisfier about is food. I am not a foodie. And I'm not ashamed of it. When it comes to food, I do what's convenient. Previously, my main criteria for food was cheap and easy. So for an entire year, I ate Burger King 10-piece chicken nuggets, which were $1.06 every single day for lunch. After that, I started to gain a bit of weight because I started to do more than the chicken nuggets after a while. And I decided I needed to eat healthier. And then I started eating the same thing every single day for lunch, which was healthy. And sure, it didn't taste amazing, but I was perfectly happy with it. Another category I'm a satisfier in is clothing. I don't like to think too much about my clothes, so I have only a few color options for my clothing. Black, white, heather gray, yellow, and olive green. Olive green only for bottoms, and yellow is rare. With these clothing choices, when I go to the store, I only buy things that are in these categories, unless it's obscenely cute, which things are rarely in that category. 
and it just makes shopping a lot easier because there's only so many clothes I can buy. It also makes it much easier for me to get ready in the morning time because I just wear the same thing every single day. I also wear the exact same scrubs every day. The exact same type and color of scrubs. I have five sets of the exact same scrub and I wear them every single day. Yeah, Sammy, when we go shopping for anything, if we need something even small, like a new cream or something, we usually go into the store, you have like one thing you're looking for, you can grab your lotion and walk out. I, on the other hand, will read every single detail about it. I'll look up a review in the aisle. I'll see how much it costs in other places. It would take me 10 times as long to make probably the same purchase in the end. Yes, shopping with Michelle certainly takes a bit longer. When it comes to being a maximizer or a satisfizer, you can see this in many different situations. People also tend to be maximizers or satisfizers in different categories. You may not be blanket one or the other. A really good example is dating. If you're somebody who goes out into the dating world and you find a partner and you start to think, wow, this person's really great, but maybe there's somebody funnier, smarter, picks up the checker out there. <laughs> you might be constantly searching to find the perfect match. I think this is often cited as one of the downfalls of something like a dating app. There could potentially be a better partner one swipe away. Versus people who are satisfizers tend to find somebody who they like, meets their criteria, and they're happy to settle down with that person. And similarly, Michelle, people can be satisfiers versus maximizers in other categories, like investing. There's so many choices when it comes to investing, and some people just are so willing to pick one and move forward. Other people get overwhelmed by all the options out there. If you're one of those people in regards to index funds, check out our previous episode on how to choose an index fund. It really is a limiting factor when it comes to moving forward, being able to make a choice and just stick with that choice. It's so true, Sammy. Even when I started investing and I knew I wanted to invest in an index fund, I got so wrapped up on what the right choice was. And eventually Sammy was like, okay, just start with this one. It was so much easier for me to just have someone tell me what to do. That's part of the reason we made our how to invest in index funds episodes, because we know it can be overwhelming because there are so many choices out there now. And while it's nice to have different opportunities, more choices can be more problems. That's correct, Michelle. More choices, more problems. Michelle and I were thinking about what makes someone a satisfier versus a maximizer. And one thing that came to mind is how much you consider the feelings and opinions of others. Maximizers are probably more aware of that social gaze, the opinion of others, what others might think about their decisions. Versus satisfiers are maybe more focused on themselves and they may not think about what other people are going to think about their decisions. I agree, Sammy, especially when it comes to big decisions like your partner, your car, something that's very obvious and very visible. If someone makes a positive or negative comment about it, it could really affect how you feel about your choice. Another thing too that I feel personally is on some level I believe that because I did have so many options and there's so many things out there like reviews and ways to really validate that you're making the right decision, that I do have to make the right decision. 
Barry Schwartz puts this really well when he says that when you only have one choice and it doesn't work out, then you can blame the store, the selection, whatever it is. But when you have all of the choices and all of the information available, if you don't like your choice at the end, the fault is on you. Makes sense, Michelle. When I think about this external eye or this social comparison, I think about social media. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things, and you're going out with your friends and you know you're going to post a photo, you might care more about what your outfit looks like than if you know nobody's going to see you other than the people who see you that day. It's true, Sammy. Now, it's not just the people who attend your wedding that make a difference. It's also everybody who's going to see the photos. It's not just the people who are close to you in your life. There's a whole social network out there. And a major comparison point. You might buy your house and then see that somebody posts a bigger house, a better house. We're much more exposed to other people's gaze and perceived criticism, as well as seeing what the Jonases are up to. The Jonases, they're always back. They're singing their songs and they're judging you for the decisions that you make. So Sammy, what do you think are some of the takeaways for this episode? Because of that, I do think letting go of the need to be accepted socially or that social comparison gaze, letting go of that can really help simplify decisions. If you don't care what someone thinks about what you wear every day or what you eat every day or where you go on vacation, then it's not going to be as difficult to make a decision because you only have to consider what one person really wants, and that's you, or maybe a few people who are involved with the situation. I totally agree with that, Sammy. Another thing that I'm trying to do is have a stricter criteria when I'm making a decision. Yes, my sunscreen spreadsheet seems a little bit extreme, but it also forced me to think about what was actually important to me. And once I started adding obscure columns, I knew I was getting into maximizer space. But even more than that, now when I'm choosing a place to eat, buying a new skincare product, choosing what to wear that day, I try to think first, okay, what is my criteria? And I try to stick with that when making a decision. Am I hungry? Do I want something savory? Do I want something fresh? Do I want a salad? And I use that to help make a decision. I don't look at my choices and think, hmm, I guess pizza sounds good. Oh, but now Mediterranean sounds good. But you know what? A taco sounds really great too. I'll just see what everyone else says. That's right, Michelle. It's important to think about what you actually want. And another important factor to consider is the fact that most of the time after we make a decision, the pleasure from that decision wanes. It's just the normal way humans are. If you buy a car after a few weeks, you're going to be kind of over it. When you know that in two weeks, you're not really going to care that much anyway, the decision becomes a little bit easier. Exactly, Sammy. Another thing that Barry Schwartz talks about that I really liked is he does highlight opportunity cost. One thing you might notice if you listen to our opportunity cost episode versus this one is, of course, there's going to be this paradox of choice because there are so many different costs involved with making a decision. However, Specifically in the paradox of choice, Barry Schwartz references how economists think about opportunity cost as the next decision you would make. So for example, if you go with pizza for lunch and your second choice would have been Mediterranean, then the opportunity cost was Mediterranean. It's not tacos, pasta, making your own pizza at home, going across the state to get the world's best barbecue. 
there are an infinite number of choices, but all of those choices are not your opportunity cost. And what that really helps with is the regret portion. Maximizers tend to feel more buyer's remorse and they tend to feel more regret. A lot of that is due to the fact that they're thinking about all of the different choices that they could have made. When the reality is, you couldn't have made all of those choices in the first place. And finally, Michelle, we can help ourselves by learning to love constraints. With my capsule wardrobe, I only have a few colors. And I love those few colors, and I love that I don't have to decide amongst other colors. Another example is, I know I exercise by running one mile every single day. If I want to do another type of exercise, I will if I have more time. But I keep my decision simple, and I know that no matter what, I will do that one mile. And that decision is made for me every single day. Absolutely, Sammy. I find it really helpful to distinguish when I need to make decisions versus when I can stick to predetermined choices. I don't care that much about breakfast. Eating the same breakfast food every day eliminates one decision I have to make every single day. Mark Zuckerberg at some point allegedly wore the same t-shirt every day so that he didn't have to think about it. These things seem small, but removing that decision fatigue on these small details opens up your time, headspace, and even your happiness levels by letting you not get emotionally caught up on every single decision you have to make. Michelle's right. The quality of your life is not determined by how perfectly you make these minute decisions. It's about the bigger picture and being able to move forward in your goals. So don't overthink things. Limit your choices and make your decisions quickly. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Status Post Adulting. Share this episode if you want to know if different people in your life are satisfizers or maximizers. And to make one decision really easy, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a review. Let us know what you think about Status Post Adulting. And make sure you subscribe so that every Tuesday you get a little notification that we have a new episode out. Send us a DM at Status Post Adulting on Instagram or feel free to email us statuspostadulting at gmail.com. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.